This is Shane Warne. Make sure you plough on. Do plowman CC. Plough on, guys. It's taking too much. We didn't win the link by accident. We did that by design. It was very much planned. I just try to get it in the right spot, really, and see what happens. He said to me, mate, I really think you should put your lid on. Next ball, ball near bouncer. We went for six. So. <laughs> this, this club is beyond cricket. Plowman's cricket is the greatest club in the world. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Thanks for Coming Plowman's Cricket Club podcast. What an honour to be here. I hope you're all as excited as I am. I am Matt Bolshaw. I'm sat here talking to my partner from the greatest fast bowling partnership in the world. Liam, how are you? I'm great, thanks. Uh, very happy to be here. Yeah, are you excited? I'm very excited. Uh, this has been a long time in the ideas phase, so it's great to be recording something finally. I love talking. I love cricket and I fucking love the plough. So this is the Thanks for Coming podcast. It's all about farmers cricket. But Liam, can you give me a bit of detail about what we're actually going to try and do? Yes, absolutely. So this was supposed to be Plowman's 2020 season podcast. It's our first season in Sunny Premier Division. We're going to review some previous games, preview some upcoming games. It's a shout out to great Plowman's performances and any ridiculous goings on. We might have some jokes along the way. And also, we thought by this point, we'd be blowing away every top order in the Premier Division. So it's also an opportunity to shine ourselves off a bit along the way. But there isn't any cricket on. So what are we going to talk about in this episode instead? Yeah, we have a real absence of trips to Croydon going on at the moment. And everyone's understandably very upset about that. But we thought... We can still do a cricket podcast. We can still talk about Plowmans. So we're going to do a 2017 season review. We're going to go back in time. We're going to look at some of our favourite games. And we're going to talk about the past because there's literally nothing in the present. The reason why we picked 2017, I know exactly what you're thinking. I know the question you're going to ask. We're going to pick it because it's my first full season in the club. And it was one of your first back from Australia, wasn't it? Yeah, you, d- you definitely didn't pick this one. It's got nothing to do with the fact that you took 47 wickets in that season, has it? It's got absolutely everything to do with that. And I fully expect that we'll spend a lot of time talking about each and every single one of them. Um, But in all seriousness, we do also have a special guest on the show who we're going to talk about. And he's going to take you through some of his favourite games, already a clue that they are male. And that's basically what we're going to do. Have we got any weekly features that we're going to visit later on in the episode as well? I'm glad you asked. Just like all good shows, we're going to have a weekly feature. We'll be playing a game of Who Said It? We don't actually know how that game's going to work week in, week out, but it's quite popular, so we thought we'd shoehorn it in. It's one of my faves. Uh, Looking forward to it already. So, welcome aboard. I'm Robert Cox, club chairman. Don't be shy. It's lovely to have you here. Have a great afternoon. We'll have some beers during the day as we go along. Enjoy yourselves. Thank you. I'm sure everyone's dying to know who the special guest is for this week. Rather than telling us who it is, can I ask you to describe him? <laughs> there, there are so many adjectives to describe this man. And without trying to give it away, I'm going to go for a few more obscure ones. If, if I think of this person, first few things that come to mind are pouring gravy all over Freddie's car. I've never seen a bloke more at one with Lucky the Dog from DSG. And if you haven't got it already, literally the loudest man I've ever met in my life. And that probably sums him up best. And now for the main event, I'm going to pass over to Liam Gray 
who's interviewing our very special guest. It's one o'clock in the afternoon here in sunny London. It's 10 o'clock in the evening in Brisbane. And I have the pleasure of being joined by none other than Duray Pretorius. Welcome. Hello, Grazer. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. How are you? I'm tops, man. I'm tops. I'm, I'm, I'm really buzzing to be on this. I'm excited to listen to it. Um, not just to hear my own voice because, yeah, as most of you that have shared a cricket field with me before know that I am fond of my own voice. But, um, yeah, just excited to be here. Brilliant, mate. Well, it's, it's an absolute privilege to have you here. And it's great to see that you're beaming ear to ear. Massive smile. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm looking forward to it. 2017. Back big in the day season when... for the club. And a really, it was. It was... And a really yeah. big season for you. So I can't wait to get yeah. in with it. <laughs> yeah, it was a good season. when Back in 2017 when, when I was relevant. It was a, a fun time. Early on in the season, shock news, league captain Freddie Mills out injured. When did you first find out about that? And how was it decided that you would be taking it on? So this might come as a, a bit of a surprise to everyone, but there was in fact a subgroup between me, Freddie and Simon. Um, and we found out pretty much on the day um, he had hurt his pec uh, playing rugby um, and was pretty much out for the season. We hoped that he wouldn't be out for uh, that long, but yeah, he, he was. I think he only managed to play one game in the end. It's a shit sport anyway. He's only got himself to blame, really. It's a waste, isn't it? One game of rugby for a whole season of league cricket. Very poor. poor. You, were, you were league vice-captain at that point, and yes. so I guess that was a pretty obvious smooth decision to that you'd step in and, and take the reins for the season you'd think so hey you, you'd think you think it would be natural um not quite i mean they the committee decided i think they were really keen to get some young blood on the committee and like really keen to like slowly pass the baton on to to more the younger players at the club and stuff but when it, they found out that DeRay was actually going to be the league captain for the entire season i think there was a little bit of like just double checking that Lonan definitely doesn't want to play Saturdays um, and, and a little bit of that. But um, no, I was excited to be there. I was excited to give it a go. And the, and the final point on that, uh, what role did Freddie play in the season? And I've written down here brackets, if any at all. I'm not going to lie. I feel a little bit, um, I feel quite confident because I'm on a different continent to Freddie. So I'm going to say my mind here. Um, Freddie's contribution was basically on a Thursday or Wednesday confirming whatever team me and Cy had argued about for like about a week. Um, Freddie would almost be the deciding factor sending either a, like a plus a, a thumbs up emoji to confirm the team that he thought would like, yeah, all good, looks good to me. Um, it's tough for the bloke. He wasn't really that involved. Difficult to get uh, pumped up about it, but yeah, yeah, not not heaps from Fred. Fairly back seat, it's fair to say. Fair, I'd say that would be fair. So Freddie's out. It has been decided that you're at the helm. We lost the first seven league games in a row. Some of those games were very close. What were the biggest challenges for the club around this time? 
Yeah, I think no one can no one can deny that that was dark days for the plow. Um, it was tough for me as well. I was definitely feeling the pressure. Um, it was it wasn't easy. Um, I think we we look now and we look at the tough job that the selection committee are faced with on a weekly basis of trying to pick the best eleven. This was a very different selection committee. Um, when I was when I was in it in 2017, it was to find 11, find 11 players who wanted to play for us. Um, so I think the the sheer number of people that played one or two games for us was amazing. The effort that everyone did in terms of coming together to um, to find players, whether it was people like um, James Spence or um, finding players on Gumtree, like Irish. Um, we, we, we came together and we, we certainly um, we did our best to get by. But I'm, I'm glad that the plough is in better hands now. And um, I remember there were one or two games where we were still trying to find the 10th and 11th player on the Saturday morning of the league game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've, I've been in the car with Patrick Gledhill to a league game and not had 11 players because someone had cancelled either on the day or they just weren't answering their phone. They said they were good at cricket. We hoped they'd be good at cricket. We asked them to show up and like they just didn't answer their phone the day, the morning of. Um, but we had some we had some names in there like Bala Krishna. He played 12 games in the end. Incredible. Play subs, but, uh, you know, it, we, we certainly found some new players that have like lived with us for a while. People like Julian Harris playing a game. Um, I think that was the end of, of Steve Hamer, which was sad to see him go because that man could cover drive for days. But also people like Brito, um, people like AJ. AJ played 18 games. And I, th- I think it was good. It was a, a certainly a, a development period for us. But we stuck together and um, we got really serious about recruitment from then on forth, which has uh, seen us do well. Challenging season, no doubt. Um, start to finish. In cricketing terms, very positive season for you personally. Uh, you got two fifers in 2017. What do you remember? You know, there's, there's, there's nothing better than doing well individually when the rest of the team is falling apart. There's, like, you can certainly go home, you tell the missus, like, I tried everything. I did my best, but no one was able to support me. And like, you'd think that those things would be memorable, but Plough has a tradition whereby if you take fifers, you buy jugs. And if anyone was taking fifers in that season, we were certainly getting pissed um, because it was a, a, a rarity. Um, so I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't remember heaps. Um, I, I remember one of them. Uh, I was left with quite a bad bruised or grazed elbow diving desperately to try and catch um, a court and bold opportunity, which I managed to cling on to, which felt pretty good. But again, we lost that game. So it's a little bit like you can go home and tell tell your dad that you did all right, but you know the team wasn't really there to support you. But you know these things um, these things happen. Um, Ninety two away at Kingstonians. Do you remember anything mm. about that innings? I do. That, that I think that's probably my most meaningful contribution with the bat in terms of actual runs in the league. Um, I'm sure anyone who can bring up the stats. My my Sunday average is much better than my league average, but. Um, it, it felt nice to actually make some runs in the league for a change. Um, and I'm still living, living off those highs uh, three years later. Um, 
yeah, it felt good. Um, I think what let me down in the end, those last eight runs hurt to this day because I have still yet to score a ton. And 92, I think, is my biggest score ever in 2017. Um, so, yeah, gutted to miss out on the ton. And you know what got me in the end? It was my fitness. I think I had ran a couple threes towards the end. I was absolutely blowing. Um, and I was thinking to myself, like, oh, you know what? Like, I just, I just need to run, like, just tick over the strike. There was, like, a couple overs left. I could definitely do it. I was seeing it like a beach ball. But I remember seeing it on TV when you can, and Brito does it a lot these days, when they kind of dabs it down to third man. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do some of that. Managed to edge it to the keeper, and that was the end of my innings um, because I was blowing. But, yeah, it was a, it was a nice innings, and I, and I had fun. As someone who had the pleasure of watching that innings, it was an absolute belter. And the ball flew to all corners of the ground. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it comes off, sometimes it doesn't. More often not than it doesn't. But when it comes off, I, 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 I like to entertain. I like to have a bit of fun. What else do you remember about that game? That game was heated. That game was... It started off pretty, pretty crazy with that uh, Plykis, Idris character. That is South Africans, man. Honestly, the worst. But, um, yeah, it was heated. Not to mention the whole Hand of God incident where I think it was number three or number four batsman. I'm not sure who it was. but he seemed to like, I think he knocked it or was going to knock it onto his stumps before catching the actual ball. Um, and this resulted in all of us going, yeah, that's out, like appealing. And then him going, nah, I didn't touch it, slash, I meant to give it to the keeper, slash, like, sorry, but like, I'm not out. And this was back in the days when we, we were, well, still to this day, I guess, but we would, the opposition were umpires for their own team. So they had a chat and they were like, you know what? We don't like these guys either. We need the runs. It's not out. Deal with it. And from then, the game kind of went into a bit of a farce. Um, it got really heated. And, yeah, it just that's one of the most amazing things I've ever seen on a cricket field. The batsman oh, quite literally caught the ball in front of the stumps after it had been bowled. The ball was going on to hit the stumps and he caught the ball. Oh, it was incredible, incredible scenes. You know, you, that's, that's really what dreams are made of. You, you don't see that on the international scene. That's why we play cricket, for moments like that, you know? Um, yeah, it really sticks in the memory for a while. And I, I, I love that game. It was a pretty ruthless performance from us as well. So much so, in fact, um, we, we beat Kingstonians so convincingly, they turned up to DSG in the second half of the season with individual plans to target our individual players, which I think back then that was one of the first times I'd experienced that, certainly, in, in, the, in the Surrey second division. Question to you, did their plans work? Uh, yes, yes, they, <laughs> they demolished us by about 230 runs. Um, yeah, I'd say they, their plans worked quite well. Grace, I'd love to tell you that my favourite uh, game was me scoring 92 and, and us winning a league game or, or something along those lines. But the most memorable and the one that I, I certainly miss the most is, is Ikenema Way. It was um, a lovely, picturesque day where we arrived on the field. It was so beautiful. It is obviously an amazing outfield um, that had been well prepared. And then we realised we were playing on the field next to that. Um, so that was good. Um, 
there waiting for us was Harsh and Naman, um, two players who were, who were very good cricketers. Um, Harsh actually flew in from India. Um, he was a airline pilot that ended up playing for us. We found him on Gumtree. Um, bowled 120K, supposedly. Um, unfortunately, he didn't get a bowl because we were pretty stocked. But, um, yeah, just it was a great day. We were, we were boozing on the field um, while we were playing a team of 14, 15-year-olds. And uh, Naman, a hugely renowned leg spinner, incredible wicket-taker in the Middlesex League. And Captain mm. Harsh Shah, 120 kilometer an hour opening bowler. Possibly yeah. two of the best bowlers to take the field for Plamers that season. Neither of them got a bowl. No, I mean, I just didn't trust Naman. Um, you know, when someone comes on, they're like, yeah, I'll turn a little bit. And I was like, oh, I've already got three spinners today, mate. Don't really need you. Um, so, um, yeah, didn't didn't really fancy Naman. And to be fair, didn't really... Didn't, I did actually give Harsh a bowl towards the end. I think I gave him two overs, but I told him to keep it chilled because we were playing like 14, 15-year-olds. So, you know, he had a good day out. I think he made three runs and got to bowl two overs. So, definitely worth flying out from India for. <laughs> Any notable shots? Um, I do remember um, that small kid um, pulling and hooking his way um, to all ends. And actually, credit to that guy. I don't know his name. He's a very good cricketer. Um, and I think in the match report, it mentions how we should sign him up. But he's been continually playing against us for them, uh, for that club. And we are yet to get him out. Um, so big ups to that player. He's a good little cricketer, that. That was a classy innings. Um, one of Brito's sledges from that day, which I think as we go through these podcasts will start to become a slightly more regular feature. Um, can you remember that off the top of your head? Um, no, tell me, remind me. He mentioned to the, to the lad who he's, must be about 15 years old, he's just hit 50, and Brito says something along the lines of, that's a nice bat you've, gone, you've chosen there, the Newbury Girls edition. That's excellent, isn't it? Oh, God, I love that. Oh, it's so good. That's classic Brito. But you know what? It's good that he's directing his sledges towards the opposition. That is a step, and that's got to be commended. Big shot from a big man to finish the game. Oh, yeah. Six or sticks, Liam Gray. Six or sticks. Um, yeah, what a, what a way to finish, hey? Pints in hand, watching you hit a six to, to lead us off the field. It is your first ball in. Oh, fantastic. It's one of the most pointless sixes I've ever hit. We had about five wickets in hand. We needed three to work to win, and we had about 17 overs left. Um, oh, man, just, it was the most alpha thing you've ever done, except hit me for six on club day. But, um, yeah, I, that day was just brilliant. It was, it was everything you want from winning a game of cricket, new players. Um, oh, yeah, and the bloody throwing competition at the end. Ah, oh, just... There's a bunch of lads having had three or four pints going, you know what, I bet you I can throw it further than you can. <laughs> and um, AJ came out tops, much to Spencer's disgust. It was a fucking good day, that. Fucking day good day. Nicely put. On to a quickfire round. Uh, 2017, best batsman? I'd love to say Tosato, but uh, it should go to Dal for scoring 200-odd against a bunch of children. That's just excellent. Best bowler? Bolshaw took nearly 50 wickets that season. If you say anyone else, you will have an actual hernia. Bolshaw, well played. Best oppo? 
I'll be honest with you. I don't really, I, I can't tell you who was the best upper. Uh, I like playing in Croydon other than that. And yeah, I, I don't have a, I don't have a team name for you, unfortunately. How much do you love Croydon? Oh, <laughs> do I love Croydon? I love Croydon. Croydon is my second favorite place besides Turney Road. Um, yeah, there's nothing like waking up on a Saturday and knowing you're heading off to Croydon. From West London, it's like a three-hour journey, and I cherish every moment. I'm with you on that one. Good times in Croydon. We go all right there. We go all right. What percentage of overs bowled that season were spin? Enough. <laughs> AJ was turning at corners. Beasley was doing well. I was in wickets. We were killing it. Spin it to win it, baby. Mate, thanks ever so much for joining us today. And thanks for sharing your insight on what was, what was a fantastic season in many, many ways. It's been great to talk to you. Just to finish off here, can you tell us what was the feeling at the end of the season going into the winter? Yeah, sure. I mean, firstly, thanks so much for having me, guys. Um, absolute pleasure speaking to you. And uh, yeah, very grateful to be on and looking forward uh, to if you need me ever again. But um, I think... I think it was really the start of something that we now know is something really special. Um, it was There was potential there. We saw new players coming and, and new players staying. Um, and we realized that we we can actually win. Um, once we had got one or two wins under our belt, then we started to believe. And um, I think it was the embers of, of what we now know is a is a fantastic team and a, and a fantastic club. So, yeah, very proud of 2017, even though the results... Maybe don't show it as much as we want. I think it was a fantastic effort from you all season long. And you're one of the reasons why I fell fully back in love with cricket. Um, that was an absolute pleasure to be captain by you that season. Um, and as always, it's been brilliant to talk to you today. No doubt we'll have you on again very soon. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Anytime you need me, I'm here for you. Love you very much. See you later. Plow on. Plow on. Plow on! There you go, mystery guest, Ture Pretorius, loudest man in the world. How was he? It was an absolute pleasure. Uh, he wouldn't shut up, as you can hear, and that's why we don't have very long left to talk about the rest of the season. We've touched on this briefly already. It was a big season for you personally. Can you tell us a bit about your favourite game? Yeah, big season for me. Uh, favourite game, though, probably by Fleet Away. Nice sunny Sunday. Uh, ended up taking six for obviously a real highlight. Got all of the top five out, and before we got we got rolled basically. I think we only got about one fifty on an absolute road, and it looked like we were going to get absolutely destroyed. But yeah, big fight back from the plow. I think Jonesy got a couple barriers maybe. So yeah, it was a good solid day out and take six wickets. Best performance ever for the plow. So I'll take that. Legendary plowman's fight back by the sound of things. Yeah, definitely. Uh, 2017, 47 wickets. We touched on that briefly. Plowman's Bowler of the Year. Plowman's Player of the Year. What's happened since? Uh, <laughs> have you been found out at a higher level? <laughs> uh, I mean, definitely not in 2018. I wasn't found out because I also won Bowler of the Year and Player of the Year as well. So 2019 was a bit different. Still second top wicket taker for Plowman's in 2019. But yeah, obviously... Off spin got found out. All spin is dross by the looks of it. So, All spin is dross. Lol. On to one of my favourite games. Who said it? So, <laughs> Yeah, we're going to try and play Who Said It, where we are going to read out 
either a message that someone sent to us, a message that someone sent to someone else, something that someone said, and we want you to try and guess who said it. And really, all it's going to do is give us an opportunity to have a laugh at someone else's expense at something that they said. So this week, the first first game is going to be all about a text message not sent to us, but one that we've we've set our eyes on, one that has been sent to us inadvertently that was went to another group. And we want you to guess who said this. Won the cricket, triggered our top two batsmen. The opposition even apologised for one of the appeals. Bought a jug, eight pints, £25. Still here. Matt Bolshaw's telling me about some guy in the team that wanked himself off with a shoelace. Fantastic day out. Sounds like a pretty standard day out of the plough. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I actually know the person. and I was name dropped in this, so I might give you a little bit more of a clue. This was one of their first ever games for the club. They didn't really know much about what was going on. Definitely weren't aware of shoelace-related incidents, which I'm not even sure I know about, so I don't know why I was telling them. Um, but also this person ended up getting mugged and lost their cricket kit on the way home from this game. So, what a day. I guess, I guess we're lucky he came back with that in mind. Well, I say lucky. What's in store for us in the next podcast? <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're going to have another go. We're going to go for 2018. I know this has been a bit of an experiment. Any comments on 2017 and its review, we're happy to take on board. But yeah, we're going to give us another go. We're going to have a look at 2018. We're going to look at how fortunes change from the end of the 2017 season and into the successful season that was 2018. Bring it on. See you next time. Yeah, so all that leaves us to say really is plough on and thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. This is Shane Warne. Make sure you plough on. Hugh Plowman CC. Plough on, guys. Thank you, Matt. Uh, we didn't win the link by accident. We did that by design. It was very much planned. I just try to get it in the right spot, really, and see what happens. You said to me, mate, I really think you should put your lid on. Next ball, bowl me a bouncer. We went for six. So. <laughs> this, this club is beyond cricket. Plowman's cricket is the greatest club in the world. Well.